welcome everybody. I am so excited today. We will be talking about early childhood education and what are the benefits. And I have today my special guest I've been knowing for years and years is Miss Kiana Benjamin. Welcome, Kiana, to the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here um, to talk about what you have been doing with your baby girl, Savannah, at such an early age. And I was just been really intrigued with her development at just, what, two years old, right? Yes, so she just actually turned three a few days ago, but all in two at two, she's learned a whole lot. I know. I know. I've been enjoying the um, Instagram videos that you have posted up for our listeners today. I want to just really quick, just break down a statistic that I found regarding early childhood education and why it's important as for parents and educators to start early with our young people, because we don't want them to wait later on in life to get started with their fundamentals. And today I found on the from the National Center for Educational Statistics, as of 2016, only a portion of children under five were enrolled in pre-primary programs. And that's, that's only roughly about 42% of three-year-olds. And unfortunately, these numbers have not changed since the 2000s. And we know that preliminary education is important as it relates to childhood literacy and pre-writing skills and math skills. So I wanted to have a conversation with you today, Kiana, about what are some of the benefits that you see um, and why you started this educational journey with Savannah so early? Well, basically what happened was Savannah was born prematurely. Mm. We were told that she may have some developmental delays growing up because she came early. Wow. Her father and I, we would track, you know, each thing that she was doing so we could report back to her pediatrician, you know, just to kind of give updates on um, the different milestones they said that she should be um, hitting. Mm -hmm. So that's what started everything of me recording her and kind of documenting, okay, she's lifting up her head. She's moving left. They said she, she wouldn't be able to do this to a certain amount of months, but she's doing it early. Right. And so we would just record and then report at her, um, appointments to our pediatrician on what she was doing. So that's kind of what started it all. Oh, okay. So what were some of the insights that the pediatrician was able to assess based on you and her father's teaching and, and, t and training her at, you know, since she was came from the premature state, what were some of the things that they were telling you? Were they shocked that they were, that she was able to do some of these things? Well, they said that, you know, that it was good that she was keeping on track with mm -hmm. uh, babies her age mm -hmm. at the time so that she was doing okay. She was doing good. So then it came to when she was doing like, started to speak. They said, well, she should know a certain amount of words, you know, by, you know, this age right. or by how many months she was. And I said, okay, well, we'll work on trying to expand on vocabulary, just talking more to her, reading to her and doing that. And she still was not getting words. She still couldn't get, you know, the amount of words they had. So they recommended us to go to a speech therapist. Mm. But then we kind of just said, well, we'll hold off on it. Let's just work more with her at home and just kind of introduce her to new words, new things. And then she, how she takes. And surprisingly, Savannah just took off with everything and surprised us and her pediatrician with, you know, learning more words. It would just came a vocabulary building, learning words. And mm -hmm. then they were worried about um, 
speech development as far as her speaking. Like she knew words, but she couldn't uh, form phrases. It took a while for her to learn to form phrases, but they weren't really concerned because she had the words, but they still wanted her to take therapy for um, just to kind of put it all together in a sense. And I think sometimes I know with my oldest son, I had to, Dontrell, I had to take him to speech therapy. And I, I remember some backlash from family, like, oh, he don't need that. He'll be all right. But you know, as a parent, as a mother, when there's something that your child needs to help them with their development. And so I took him and I, I never forget when I took him to the speech therapist she said, oh, he's just he's just very animated. <laughs> he was just an animated uh, little boy. And so his his words started the different exercises that she started to do with him. He started to really formulate his word, pronounce it, you know, pronunciate the words correctly. Mm-hmm. So um, I can see the benefits in taking him early to a speech therapist. And it worked out. Right. And I'm pretty sure you've seen that that you know that same types of results within savannah correct well we didn't end up taking her to speak i said i wanted to hold off because i happened to be at home so i was like well i could just still work with her and you know help teach and guide her me and her father and so we did that we just took the time out with her and just kind of pointed her in the right direction and she just took off but we did any advice we would get from the pediatrician or from any psychologist that we would speak to, we just took it and just like incorporated at home. And we did that. What were some specific things that you started to work with her on specifically besides words? What were some other things? We did body parts. I was Mm -hmm. teaching her, you know, head, ears, eyes, nose, and Mm -hmm. um, we would play games and, you know, she would point to my eyes, my ears. And I started making her, I showed her a mirror and I said, Hey, you do it. Uh And she would point to her own eyes and ears and body parts in the mirror. And then we would um, um, just play games. I would sing songs to her. And I did a lot of book reading. We, we read tons of books. I read mm-hmm. books with numbers, colors, shapes. And she had a few puzzles. She loves puzzles. She had a few puzzles that had shapes. So we would play with the shapes and I would tell her what shape it was and guess. And then she will remember right when I tell her, I would mix them up and she would, you know, point them out just in different right. order, just point them out. And I was like, okay, you got it. But I wasn't thinking too much of it. I was like, oh, you got that. Oh, cool. And we would just do it over and over. Then I just started reading and doing more stuff with her. And I was like, wait a minute, she is really grasping this stuff. And she's remembering it after the first time you tell her and not forgetting, even coming back after a few hours or the next day. And she still remembered. So it made us want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. She was enthusiastic. She's been so enthusiastic with her learning. I recall looking on Instagram and you were giving her words to spell how did you start developing that where giving her like words like cat and the rhyming words how did you start doing that those types of things with her we had uh this little elmo briefcase it's full of just only alphabets and so i would just take words out take the letters out to you know teach her the alphabet a b c d and then i said well let me just start doing two letter words and just telling her what these were just playing games with her then i went to three letter words and then she would get it she would learn those words and then i brought out the flashcards because her brother has flashcards so i said let me use his flashcards flashcards that were in the box and you know 
do that also. So I started pulling those things out and she just wanted to keep learning. And then, you know, she would just say more. Mm-hmm. She could really say, but she would say more, more. So I would t- tell her, yeah, teach her more words. More. And it just became, <laughs> it just became our thing. She would go get her briefcase, pull out all those letters, get her briefcase. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> get the, get the briefcase, pull out all the letters. And then she would, uh, she would say words, words. Wow. So she wanted me to tell her a word. So I would tell Uh her a word and she would pull the letters. She can, if the words are mixed, scrambled, she can find the letters really quickly and put them into words or put them into alphabetical order. She can do that quickly. And she just started having fun with it. And I was just like, okay, this is her thing. And and that's, that's the, one of the rare benefits right there is that the learning for her, you are making it fun. So how enthusiastic you think your daughter is about her learning? I think she is very enthusiastic because, you know, like I said, I make mm-hmm. games. Her dad makes games. Um, her brother plays with her, makes games, and we just make learning fun. It's, it's Nothing is strict. You know, I know people are like, well, you must have her just sitting in front of you. And I'm like, no. Right. Savannah does everything on her own time. She will bring <laughs> stuff. If she shows interest in it for five minutes, then we'll plan with stuff for five minutes. She may come back a few hours later and want to do stuff for hours, and we do it. It's never, you know, she's forced to do anything. Think. It was always just documenting for, you know, her pediatrician. But out of that came uh, um, a thirst for learning for her. She right. didn't know she was learning, but she was learning. She liked to do this stuff. So I think just as long as we um, keep making it fun for her, mm-hmm. that she's going to always want to, you know, uh, do more because with the alphabets, she's like, okay, now I know I'm, know the letters, but I taught her words. So now she's like, oh, they can make words out of these. And I'm like, yeah, then she <laughs> knows the phonic sounds for words. So even if she cannot spell a word, if I just say the phonic sound, she can spell the word based off the phonic sound and it's still making her think and work because she's like, she doesn't know she's learning, but she's learning, you know, like, Okay, I know the phonic sound, so I can still spell the word this way. You know, it just makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. And she seems like she, every time I see her on your video clip, she's smiling and she's just wanting that thirst for knowledge. You know, that thirst for wanting to to build on what what you're teaching her in a fun way. And I like what you said about that. Yeah, she loves the camera. (laughs) Very photogenic. Very photogenic. Yes. (laughs) I saw her pictures of her third birthday and I said, look at her, that beautiful smile. And you could just um, tell that she has this thirst for knowledge. And So what qualities do you think she is developing right now that's encouraging her to be a lifelong learner? Just consistency. You know, we're consistent with her. We read to her every Mm -hmm. day and we don't even have to tell her to read. She'll go get a book. If I'm watching TV, she'll come grab the remote, turn the TV off and say, read mom, read. And she wants to read. And so just, uh, this, the basic things of, you know, her wanting to read, we pull out the letters and each day because she just turned three, I don't put any pressure, but I do um, get up every morning after she does breakfast and I say, okay, we'll read a couple of books and we'll go over a few flashcards mm-hmm. um, or whatever, just to see what she knows. But she's beyond on that. I, I got her a box of flashcards that has 560 flashcards and they, they have um, each group starts from pre- pre-K to third grade. They're in categories pre-K to third grade mm-hmm. words. She's already doing third grade sight words. 
Third grade at three years old. Third grade. <laughs> yes. Third grade sight words. And she knows them, you know, and I, I, we just don't put pressure. She just wants to keep learning. She'll come pull out the cards and like, mom, words, mom, play, dad, words, dad, let's read. And we just do it. And just do it and just do it and keep encouraging her and developing that. Because I believe also is that confidence, you know, that self-confidence that's being developed in her also that she won't, by the time she go to school or whatever you guys plans, you know, her and her dad plan are for her later on for her educational journey, whether you homeschool or, you know, private school, public school, whatever, it's already in her. The fundamentals is already there. As an educator, I just remember working in pre-K and kindergarten and students were coming in with no fundamental background, none. And it was like literally starting them from scratch. Basically, a lot of the students was either just put in front of TVs, you know, working parents or whatever the case may have been in the back in the family household. But you can tell that those fundamentals was not right. um, there. And they were somewhat behind the students that did have those fundamentals already developed in them. You know, just to add on to that, it becomes an issue. And her father and I, we, we ought to talk. We said it would either be private school or homeschool because right now she's already doing uh, kindergarten work or what they're doing in kindergarten. And uh, a lot of child care centers, they don't teach, you know, like you said, the fundamentals before they start the school. They don't really learn some kids until they hit kindergarten how to write, how to spell their name, how to do all of those things. And mm-hmm. she knows it already. I'm like, she's knowing this at two. So at five, when it's time to really, you know, go to school, I mean, she's going to be beyond exactly. because she's already learning and, and knows those things. And a, a few of my friends that teach infant, you know, child care, they said they're not allowed to even teach, you know, certain things because of it's some type of trauma, they call it for children or for infant, infant toddler, that they're not allowed to even introduce certain things and teach them. And I said, that is really, really, you know, interesting to know, because why wouldn't you want to teach, uh, teach them? So that is a lot of kids are sitting at daycares, maybe in front of the TV or not really doing too much because, you know, they're just playing, just playing all day. And I'm just like, no, you can incorporate learning into playing, like make it fun, make games out of it. They don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I do at home. I just make games and make it fun. And so, um, she wants to know and do more. And by when she turned to these whole first two years of her life, she's learned and knows so much. Like we really documented everything that she knows and that she does without hesitation. And it's just truly amazing. She is an amazing little girl. When you say document, are you specifically videotaping and sending it to her pediatricians? Are you just writing down data or a combination of both? How are you documenting everything? Well, we would record video at home and then at her appointments, um, we would just, I would write out like the things she's doing and then mm-hmm. um, her pediatrician would say, okay, well, she's doing this. This is great. Um, at her next age, or let's say like at 18 months, she should be knowing this. So, you know, just kind of look out for these things. If she's That's doing good. this, if she's not doing this and we would just, you know, okay, well, we're looking out uh, for whatever the pediatrician said. So, but it became for us to record because she likes the camera. So we would record on camera and I would just write a list out of what she was doing and take it to the pediatrician. That's that is um, very awesome, Kiana. I, like I said, as an educator, when I saw, and it's just as, not just as an educator, I should say, as a parent, because I know the importance of 
starting with your kids early and not just sitting in front of the TV and letting the TV just dictate to them, you know, so giving them that opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that was the rule that I had. When, when, when she was, she was, when she was born, her, her pediatrician said, you know, I, you know, I, I listen when someone uh, speaks, I listen. The pediatrician said, you know, children under two should have no screen time. Or even if you do, if you do have to do screen time, it has to be very limited, you know, limited, maybe 10 minutes right. or 20 minutes a day only. And so when she was born, if whoever watched her, I said, do not sit my child in front of a TV. If you feel like you have to watch TV, turn her away from it. Because, you know, at the time she was sitting in a little chair with a baby chair. Uh-huh, the chairs, yeah. Yeah, I said, watch her play music and play music. You can read to her, play games. And once she falls asleep, you know, go ahead and watch TV, but do not sit my kid in front of a TV. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of, you know, blessed in a sense to be home um, too. So she didn't need uh, a caregiver for too long, but they did follow, you know, what I did ask just to not sit in front of the TV. So it was more focused on her and her learning and development. And not just babysitting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not just babysitting. Even today, Savannah, she's never really been set in front of a TV. So when she does, you know, get tablet time, she'll trade that in to go to read or do flashcards because it was just already instilled with her. That's what she used Right. That's what right. she's used to. Yeah, she's so she'll put it down. She loves watching TV, all types of little nursery things. But if I say let's read, she'll turn that tablet off and, and let's, we'll read a book, a few books. That's good. That's good. So before we conclude our our discussion on early childhood and the benefits and importance of it, I'd like for you to share some best practices that you can share with other parents about your strategies, the different things that you've been able to do to prepare Savannah for her educational journey. What are some best practices you can share with other parents? Just get lots of children books, read to your, read to your um, kids. You know, they have several books with, colors, letters, and numbers. Don't let anyone tell you, you know, your child is too young to learn a certain thing because if they can learn a song, a dance move, they can learn um, apples, oranges, numbers, and letters. Right. (laughs) Everything is going to be consistent. Make fun, make games, make songs. And of course you may seem like, you know, this is corny. I'm doing this. This is corny. I sound goofy, but you know, your child doesn't know and they think you're the funniest person in the world, you know? So, you know, you be goofy, be corny with them, but they're learning in the process and just have fun and it may get boring because you know you may find yourself reading the same book seven (laughs) times a day but it's fun it's what they want and they're learning because you know they hear you reading so when I read I change up my voice I do the you know do voices I read it you know as if I'm reading like with different animation you know I I just make things fun so all I would say is just be consistent make things fun for your child um, don't limit your child. It, it, they can learn anything. Don't let anyone say, well, they're too young. Again, they're not too young. They can learn anything. These children these days are yes. smart. It's like they've been they here. Be, they've been, been here, here before. before. So, yes. you know, <laughs> so do not put a cap on your child's education. They're learning whether they're one month, one year old, whatever. Teach them, tell them, talk to them, read to them, sing to them, dance and play. They are going to get it, grasp it and learn. I am in total agreement with that. I think that is so important to just come down to their level, you know, just come down to their level and don't, I like what you said about don't cap them. 
Don't put a cap on them like, okay, you can only do this, you know, or not that. You never, you, our children are so full of potential. And this is the age. Right. And I, this is the age where they, I, um, that um, they soak in everything. Right. I would definitely say if you if you have your child in a child care center, because I always say if you're going to spend your money, make sure your child gets the best. Make sure wherever you're sending your your child to that. It's just they're not just sitting down watching TV. They're not just, you know, sitting down doing nothing all day while you're at work. They shouldn't come home and not know anything, you know, after being gone from you for eight hours or Mm -hmm. however long you're at work. Find them some place where if you're paying your money, they're going to play games, teach your child and help them learn and not just babysit them. Like you said, you know, all day, find some place where you're investing because you are spending your money and, and get your money's worth. Exactly. And if you need any resources about any, um, child development centers that are doing the things that Kiana is referencing to about, you know, not just babysitting your kid all day, but actually, teaching and making learning fun, reach out to Think Big Educational Services. We have quite a few referrals that we can refer you to of some early childhood centers that are actually preparing our young future. These these children are our future, preparing them for their education to be lifelong learners. So I would like to just thank you, Kiana. I know we had talked about this. I said, I got to have Kiana. You were really, (laughs) you know, willing to come on and talk about your baby girl, Savannah. And we are just so, we just can't see, we just can't wait to see what's in, what's next with her. (laughs) I'm always. You and you and I both, well, me and her dad, we're just amazed every Mm -hmm. single day. Like so she's soaking all this learning up and it's, it's been, it's been fun. It's been really been fun. And and I'm glad that you guys are the, are uh, the parents of her to where you see that potential and you're putting in that investment and sacrificing for her right now, and you see that potential within her to say, hey, our daughter has, she, she's an amazing little girl, and God has blessed her with this, the, with these abilities right now. So the future, the sky is not even a limit to what Savannah will be able to do in the future and continue to move and moving forward. So thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to having you back again, and maybe we can have Savannah on you know, say a little something, something. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I would, I would definitely love that. Love that. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you for having me. You know, you've always been invested and interested in Savannah's education. And so, you know, I, I'm just grateful for that and grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. And we're done. <laughs>